All right, what's popping? We didn't find song. Oh shit. Um. Is Alexa on? Yeah. What should we listen to? Hmm. Fuck it, Alexa. Play "Night Call" by Kavinsky. <laughs> Do you lit? "Night Call" by Kavinsky on Amazon Music. good song but anyways <laughs> all right so yeah we read brave new world by Aldous Huxley this time around yeah way better way better than the trial yeah a lot more interesting oh yes definitely way easier to read uh-huh well not, well yeah I guess I guess that makes sense yeah the language is a little bit more understandable <clears throat> well not only that it's just like it doesn't get boring like, yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> there's stuff going on yeah you know you don't read through a fucking banker's life like what so Oh my god. <clears throat> Alright, so... I guess should we just... Should we round off the plot, kinda? Yeah, let's just go over, like... Okay, so you got Bernard. Uh, he's, like... He's the main character for the beginning, the first half of the book, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and he works in the, like, hatchery and conditioning center in uh, London. And it's, like, 2,542... 40. 2,540, 2, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like I, the book was written in the 40s, and then, yeah, it was supposed to be because their god is the, it's literally the company Ford, and right after, it was supposed to, <clears throat> the time place is literally like how we think of like AC and BC, but instead of that, it's, it's the model, the invention of the Model T, yeah, which is interesting to say the least. So, I guess that, under, that that's probably where all our consumerism comes from, honestly. Yeah. Once the mass production happened, you know. Yeah, the factory line, literally the freaking egg hatchery. Yeah, that's the. You could go to their major thing. Like yeah, that's, that's the main thing. Like, uh, the whole hatchery is basically just like a manufacturing facility, but they manufacture humans. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like our world, except you know, more lazy. You know, no one, no one, no one has coitus <laughs> in an effort to, um, you know, reproduce. Actually, have a family, a functioning family unit. Exactly. There's no, there's no such thing as a family unit. But yet, it's still a successful society because you know, they uh, divide everything up in uh, different hierarchies. Yeah, it's just a big hierarchy. Like <clears throat> these people are put into these casts from like from the hatchery. Like they're made in test tubes. Yeah. But like, and they have different strengths and weak weaknesses in the yeah. in the in the uh, conditioning center. All right, so I'm just going to go over the hierarchy here real quick just to give a broad overview. So you got alphas, and they're, like, signified by – they wear, like, blue, and they're, like, really – they dress up really nice. Yeah, like formal attire, basically. Yeah, ties, suits, everything. And Ties are weird. <laughs> Continue. 
All right, so they uh, they're like they're allowed to have their own like thoughts, like they can be creative and stuff like they're that. They're basically like scientists, yeah. so they can test things. But the thing is, is like their uh, their research though is very it's very limited. I remember that. Yeah, they can't do like like well, like if they start testing <laughs> things that are too. I think was wasn't physics one of them that they can't. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, because it causes you to actually think. Yeah, like they literally just. They're only scientists for producing vehicles or more humans and yeah, certain things like that. Because the society is already perfect, so you don't need to build anything. Yeah, else. you don't need any new invention. That makes me think about how, uh, I can't remember which president, but he was like, yeah, we don't need patents anymore. Everything's been invented already. Oh, yeah, I have no idea. <clears throat> but yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they they don't have any, the alphas don't have any restrictions. Like, they're... They're pretty. They're yeah. They're, they're the chads, basically. <clears throat> and then you got betas, which they're basically the same, except they have like they're like okay shorter lifespans and I diseases. And the stuff. best way to think about it is like you got you got the alphas who are like the brain surgeons. Yeah. Which they don't actually do that, but you know it's it's a it's a technology. And then like the betas, they're basically like the surgeon helper, nurse kind of deal. Yeah. And then what was the next one? Gamma. Yeah. Okay. Then the gammas are probably more like. Is there not a thing in between that? No. Okay. Betas. Oh, by the way, betas are they were red. Yeah, they're they a little were, bit less like dressed up. Yeah, er, yeah. <laughs> and then and then you got the gammas, which are. They're made to be. The gammas, like the alphas and the betas, are kind of the same as the same as like the gammas and the epsilons. Like the gammas and the epsilons are basically like the underside of society, and they do all the bad work. So say like you'll have like a group of janitors. Yeah. That's well, actually. Best. That's the deltas and the epsilons. Those are the oh the delta. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. thinking. Okay. Yeah, that comes after the gammas. Okay, but yeah, so the gammas are basically just like they they the like clerk or like the yeah like they're like the receptionist basically. Yeah, we want to keep going with the hospital thing. They're yeah, basically like the receptionist. <clears throat> and they also like like for Bernard, like he's the main character for the beginning. Like I said, like he's an alpha, and he has like a whole uh, detachment of gammas, and like gammas. Uh, they're not unique at all. Like alphas and betas are unique. Like yeah. they're made from one egg, but gammas are like they're all they all look the same. They all have the same characteristics. So yeah. he has like one detachment that all looks the same just to run his helicopter. Like, yeah, just basically <clears throat> a bunch of clones that are only educated to the point to where they can do their job. Yeah, they're 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 just like a support main in Overwatch, I guess, <laughs> or like the army. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, gammas wear green and they're not as dressed up, kind of a trend. Yeah, but and then then you got well, the deltas, deltas and the epsilons. Yeah. They're basically like, like I well, what I was going through before is like you know the custodians. So like the epsilons are like, they do the shit nobody else wants to do. Yeah, but they like it because they're yeah. conditioned to like it. Yeah, they're conditioned to like it. Like literally, I remember the the conditioning center. I don't remember if it was gammas or epsilons. I think it was gammas, but basically they had. They had children that were supposed to be made into gammas, and they were all lined up and everything. And what they do is, is they do like it's kind of like what Pavlov did, Pavlov did, or you know, there's other psychologists who did it. Right. They yeah. would they would take like flowers or scenes in nature, and then they would take books and they'd set them in front of these babies. And instead of invoking curiosity to them, they would release, a, like, just make a really loud, obnoxious noise that would scare the kids. Yeah. So it would just instantly get into their brain that if they see the flowers in the books, that it's it's not good. And, you know. Yeah, I can't remember which uh, psychologist did this, but, like, uh, 
I think it's called like the clown experiment or something. Like he did that where he had like this inflatable clown. Yeah. And the baby at first like didn't care or whatever. I think he did it with rabbits too. He did it with rabbits. Yeah. That's what I remember specifically. Yeah. So like the baby was like chill with the rabbits. It didn't care. But then it, they like rang a bell in the baby's ear. And so anytime it saw a rabbit, it would get, get freaked out and yeah. like start crying, uh-huh. which is pretty like messed up. Yeah, exactly. But you can do the same thing as an opposite. But I remember the kid that they did that with, like from psychology textbook or whatever, that like, they, it really screwed up his yeah, whole life. Yeah, it was life. pretty messed up. Yeah, and they couldn't, like, it was to the point where they couldn't fix it. It yeah. was just, but yeah. So yeah, the deltas were orange and epsilons were black. And epsilons were like the trash clothes. Yeah. Like, they, everyone makes fun of them and they're like... Yeah. I would hate to be an epsilon is what they always say. Yeah, basically. And then, yeah, and then, like, that's how they condition the other hierarchies. So, like, say you have betas. It's like, I'd hate to be an alpha because you have so many responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. And, but I wouldn't want to be any lower because it'd be stupid. And then it's this, it's the same rationalization through each group. So, like, the gamma's the same way, deltas, and then the epsilons are like, I would hate to be all these people because, you know, they have to read books or yeah. go out into nature or something. And, like, this brings up the question, like, uh, if you're conditioned to be happy in your like certain uh status in life or whatever like would you rather have true happiness or just like this false happiness where you're happy all the time but like it's fake yeah that's a good point like this is literally the only tab i put in here but i can't remember who was saying i think it was uh himmels we'll get into him later but um he said what fun it would be he thought if one didn't have to think about happiness like he was just talking about like It'd be so, I think that was John actually who said that, but it'd be just so easy if you just were like, I'm happy, like it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's not as, yeah, it's like, you get to the whole meaning of life there, kind of, Yeah. really kind of existential stuff, not really existential, but you know. You get into like Christianity and stuff through yeah. that, but yeah. And then you got, oh, there's some Shakespeare lines we could have went through. Like I remember, well, what was it? Uh, one of them was specifically Hamlet, and I remember it because I, um. He was talking about, it was John talking to Lenina. Yeah. Yeah. And she was just like, it was whenever, okay, we're kind of jumping all over the place here. Yeah. The but, plot's kind of, yeah, bear, right bear with us. Cause we're not going to do, I, I feel like the last time it was really boring and. Cause we ran, we just ran straight we through We just it. ran straight through the book and well, it was kind of a book where you, you literally had to do that. But yeah. anyway, towards the end where, um, John Oh Jesus Christ! We're okay, here. let's just yeah, let's let's get let's the characters out of yeah. the way so like they know what we're talking about. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, Bernard, he's the head. He's like one of the head scientists at the hatchery or whatever. Yeah, he's like the main character. <clears throat> he's uh, they say that he had alcohol in his tube when he was created or whatever because he's a little bit different and he likes to be by himself, which is um, forbidden in their society. Like. Uh, Solitude is, like, banned, basically. Yeah, there is no form of, like, meditation, kind of, or... Just just being alone with yourself is frowned upon. Yeah, thinking in general. Yeah, and then, uh... Then you got Lenina, which is a love interest of both John and Bernard. And then John is a... He's a savage. They call him John the Savage. He comes from a... Like, it's almost like an Indian reservation. Yeah, in... It's in New Mexico, Mexico, yeah. And... Uh, Bernard takes Lenina to that reservation because it's like something to do or whatever. And we should introduce the director too. Yeah, the director Mustafa's Mond. Yeah, and he's, no, well, no, not Mustafa's Mond's like the he's the yeah. the director of like the the hatchery, hatchery basically, who is like 
He's kind of out to get um, Bernard. Yeah, because he thinks he's weird. Yeah, he whatever. thinks he's weird. He doesn't like him and stuff. And Bernard was going to ask if he could take Lenina with him to go to a savage, like, reservation, yeah, yeah. to see what it was like and to do more, te- like... To report back. Yeah, like... to report back and see what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, he takes Lenina or whatever, and uh, they meet John and Linda, and they're like... Because all the other people, like, are more dark skin toned. We should talk about whenever they first got there, like, the really weird, like, religious stuff they went through. Yeah. Like, you know how, like, they basically walked up on this whole group of people in the, like, in this, like, town center, basically, or, like, village center. And then there's one guy in the middle, and he's walking around, and he's getting whipped as he's going. And basically, the point is, is the guy wants to walk around as many times as he can. And suffer as much as and he can. And suffer as much as he can before he, like, passes out or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I, I think that's the whole... I don't, I don't really know. And then, like... And then he gets, like, crucified on a cross after he, like, passes out, too. Yeah. So, that kind of... That's, like, a... That's actually a thing that people do. I can't remember which country. It might be Venezuela or something. Really? But they, like, actually, like, carry a cross. They don't get nailed to it. They just, like, tie their arms to it. I know there's a thing that... I don't remember when it happened or there's this thing, there's this Catholic, well, yeah, obviously, but <laughs> there's this Catholic thing. It's like where a person has to carry a cross through the, I don't remember if it's in the Vatican. I remember this happening, but I don't remember where I watched it or yeah. what, but I remember a person had to carry a cross through the Vatican, go to the town square, set up the cross and get hung on it. But the difference was, you know, he wasn't nailed. Yeah. He was just put on ropes yeah, to yeah. see how long he could last and stuff, which, you know. I don't think it was very long at all. Yeah. Definitely not like, you know, freaking three hours, but... A lot of this book is, like, kind of ties into Stoicism a little bit. Really? And just, like, Catholicism, you know, where you just, like, you have to suffer to, like, get meaning from life and to, like, you know, like, have yourself, yeah, like, exactly. deny yourself from certain vices and stuff. It's just existential, you know, like, <clears throat> suffering is the meaning of life. Yeah. It's some real... Some gnarly shit right there. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So then they meet uh, Linda and John the Savage, and they're like, "These people are white. Like, what's going on here?" Yeah. And earlier, the director told uh, Bernard about how he went to the uh, reservation with this one girl. Yeah. And like, uh, she got lost or whatever. And before, like, she got lost, like, they had sex and whatever, and she didn't use her. Uh, Contraceptives, contraceptives basically. Yeah. So she got pregnant, and then she gets lost in the reservation, and he leaves her. Yeah, it was like there's a storm. Yeah. What happened was it was there they were hiking, and there was a storm, and she got. I don't remember exactly how it happened. It was I think she fell off storm. a cliff. Yeah, she fell off a cliff. Yeah. Hit the ground, and then he woke up because he was knocked out, and he was like, "Well, I don't know where she is or whatever." And they searched for her forever, but they couldn't find her. Yeah, so he just so, left because, yeah, yeah. like, uh, in this society, they don't have any connections really to the people that they're like partners with yeah it's, it's just not even really like, partners it's just kind of like hey do you want to have sex yeah it's like yeah let's do it there's it's not it's not there's nothing monogamy, special about monogamy it. that's yeah. it it's the opposite of that <clears throat> so uh that's in bernard's mind and then he sees them and he's like wait a minute i think i know who these people are and he goes up and he like talks to linda and he's like uh do you know who the director is or whatever and she's like yeah like uh He's the reason, like, that I have this kid. Yeah. And, like, natural childbirth is, like, 
completely frowned. That's like one of the worst things that could happen to you in this society. Yeah, because like even the 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 girls are trained at a very young age to use contraceptives. And I remember, didn't they have like a song for it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's some weird. They have like jingles. It's like it gets into like propaganda and stuff like that. Yeah, because they have songs for literally. Because I remember everything. she used to, she would sing that to John as yeah. a kid, and he was like, it was so weird because he didn't understand what it meant. And then you know, what was that? What was that one guy's that that that. The savage that came... Pope? Pope. Yeah, Pope. Yeah, there's an accent on that E, bro. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, I'm uh, American, sorry. <laughs> no, but yeah. He, uh... Pope, like, I guess, well... Basically, John and Bernard and then... Lenina and Linda, they kind of split off in their own ways. Like, Lenina and Linda... They were talking, and then Renard and John went and did their own thing. Yeah, they went for a walk and talked. Yeah, and uh, that's when that's when Bernard was coming across all this new information, and then uh, uh, John was telling about his story, and he's basically, yeah, I was birthed or whatever. And whenever he was a kid, one time his um, his mother was uh, a bunch of like women that were dressed in black, basically like nuns. Mm-hmm. They went into the house, they held her down, and they beat her with a stick and then he was trying to go in to save her but um the the nun <coughs> turned around and beat him and knocked him to the ground and then he was just bleeding and it was just out well basically what happened was is those nuns were or they weren't the nuns but those women yeah lenina or linda wrong yeah, linda, yeah. linda was sleeping with their husbands and they were pissed because you know they were in the yeah linda's really promiscuous because like she came from that society into this society yeah that is like holds value to um having just a single partner you know and like being faithful to that partner yeah exactly like you have actual kids and stuff and life is life is different it's a different perspective it's kind of the same way i guess is like our society going to i remember i think we brought this up in religion class one day where our society literally like whenever a like say a teenager or a teenage kid gets pregnant right Mm. And then they instantly get rejected by society. But yet, you go to a place like... I think it was some country in Africa. I don't know if I'm right or not, but I'm pretty sure that's where it was. And basically, we... Like, the news reporter went over there and they were like, Yeah, how do you feel about this? And they're like, Yeah, I don't. we don't understand why you Americans just reject life like that with, like, abortion and everything. Because mm. here, it's basically, you know... Like, if, if something like that happens, it's like we we think it's a blessing... Because we're having a kid, and that, yeah. that doesn't necessarily happen all the time. It's like, it's completely different. The perspectives are so different, yeah. and it's like, honestly, I don't know. It's kind of whichever way you want to have it, and that just tells you how our society has changed to where literally the only thing that matters is your career, yeah, and that's it. And if you have, like, which is, it's so bass bass backwards in my opinion. Because like, yeah, anything that gets in way in the way of yourself and your development. You gotta like just throw it out the window, and even at that, well, we'll we're gonna go on a side trail here probably. But um, that I feel like that's why people like the idea. I I thought about this, but I don't know if it's legit or not. But um, like the idea of like communism, mm-hmm. because oh, I got to think about what I'm saying here. Basically, they're like our society is so it's so corrupted by our careers and how we want it. And then you have the opposite side of the people who are just like, why are we so focused on our careers when all it is, is just to make money and get capital. Yeah. And that's literally the backbone of capitalism. 
So I feel like people are kind of rejecting capitalism and saying like, well, look at communism and how everyone's equal and everything and you don't have this huge problem. But even at that, it's like it doesn't solve the problem because I feel like people would still get rejected because of that. Yeah, it's kind of funny because like the main people in the political climate right now that are pushing communism and socialism and all that are the left. Yeah. And one of the values of the left is like abortion and stuff like that and contraceptives, which is kind of... Contradictory. Progressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't know. That's yeah. you can get a huge debate about that, but I don't think. I feel like, I that may not be true though. I could just be shooting another one with that one, but I feel yeah, like it's. It kind of makes true. sense though. Yeah, because, I don't know. That's that. My logic behind it is just basically, you know, it's our only way without using something as painful as religion. Yeah. To get someone to actually. Realize that meaning in life isn't your career. It's kind of like religion. If you do that, I mean, hell, you're you're gonna give all your capitalists. Let's say you do get in a successful position, you're gonna give all your capitalists, like capital, mm-hmm. pardon me, all up to the religious cause and everything, and then you're gonna go on like mission trips that are weird and stuff like that. Or like you got the communist agenda where it's like you don't have to do any of that and you get free shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, why not do that? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that much about communism because I don't really care that much about it, you know? I just, I don't know. I do like archipelago. I was having problems. Tough word. Yeah, honestly. It's Russian, dude. Like, what? I thought it was archipelago. I think think that that is a pronunciation for it. I don't know. It doesn't have an I, though, so the Russians are weird. But anyway, they're not that weird. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. He's a pretty good guy. Pretty yeah, good honestly. Really I, he wrote something else, I remember, that I was looking at. But I yeah. don't remember. But anyway. <clears throat> yeah, no, but I don't know. That that was a huge side train. I just kind of want to get that All right, out there. So what were you on? Uh, oh, Linda and... Linda and really... getting beat up because of yeah. infringing on their monogamous relationships because, you know, she was basically... She just needed to have that outlet, yeah, you know? Sure. No, yeah, like... Because she was raised and conditioned to have sex all the time. Exactly. Which, I mean, our society's... I mean, shit, look at the internet. Yeah, honestly, like, we're conditioned to... Bro, sex is freaking thrown at us all the time, and it's awful. I hate it so much. (laughs) Like... Especially as a teenage kid. Like... How are you supposed to have a relationship whenever all you It's so bad. Like, literally, open Snapchat, bang, there's a girl in a bikini with her ass hanging out, like... Nice, sick brother. Yeah, or Instagram. Yeah. I just deleted that. I was like, I'm done with it. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. That's where that uh, self-denial comes in. Because you got to just like say no. You got to think about what's more important to you. Is it is it that? That small. That temporary. Little six. Well, for us men, six seconds of pleasure, mm-hmm. you know. Or, or what's more. You know, and that's what's interesting though is because like. I don't know. It's probably just the way our, our, you know, our biology is because I think it's, I think, I it's, don't know. It's still ingrained in us <clears throat> to like reproduce like all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, our freaking sex drive is insane. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we don't use it that much. It also just, for actual, for. it's a yeah. legitimate purpose. But I'm not, I think, I think it just depends on what you're, you know, I don't know. It's it's weird. It really just depends on your values, I guess. Because most then, some people, a lot of people, are just like, yeah, explore your sexuality, like embrace it, you know. Yeah. But that's that's bad, man. I mean, it could be good. It could be bad. I don't say it's exactly bad because that's kind of a weird. And I, I guess it just 
it's 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 all about moderation, I guess. Yeah, but... it matters how you use it. Mm-hmm. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> you know, you could, you could, like, if you really think about the repercussions of doing that all the time, or not even that, just necessarily having sex with a partner, it's like, you know, this yeah could get her pregnant. You yeah. Know, or you could just destroy your mind because you're addicted to it. Yeah, when you're flooding your brain with that much, like, stimulant all the time... It's not good. Yeah, it's just, and then that's where it gets to like, you know, that's you get addicted where, to that shit. It's so easy. Exactly. And that's where we get to, you know, drugs in society and the society, the drugs in Brave New World <laughs> is just one and it's just called Suma. Oh, oh, you could also talk about the alcohol too as a, I forgot what the name It's called Mescal. Mescal? Yeah. Okay. I have a note on on this. Uh, so Soma is like <clears throat> developed in a laboratory, you know, it's really scientific and like, highly. I guess, I don't know how you'd explain it though, like ecstasy. It's like, yeah, it's like LSE, ecstasy. Yeah. It makes you really horny and you hallucinate and stuff. So. Yeah, it makes you hallucinate. You basically dream, mm-hmm. which is you're just tripping balls for like a day. Because some people... It also, they call it a Soma holiday. You literally just yeah. are out of it for a long ass time. And the more you take, the longer it is. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I guess you, you consider it some sort of ecstasy or LSE yeah. or something. It's a hallucinogen. Yeah. put it out that. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, but yeah, so, uh, and then in the Savage Reservation, uh, like, Linda is addicted to mescal because she can't get Soma. Yeah. yeah they, so, don't, they don't give that out to, obviously, the reservation. And yeah. I don't think the reservation would be okay with it. And but even... Mescal is like, uh, it's like, it's like fermented, it's alcohol, basically. I would just, yeah, alcohol. That's but it I'm has, doing. like, some hallucinogen properties. I don't know. But, well, no, like, the way they explain it is basically, like, you drink it, but then you feel, like, absolute crap the next day. Yeah. So literally the only thing I can think of is alcohol. Yeah, it's like like Soma, there's like Or just barbiturate. Yeah. I but, guess you could call mescal just a barbiturate. But Soma's like uh in their society they don't think it's like a side effect or whatever, but there's like small nuances and like if you think about it like it's bad because you're out of it for so long and like that's when you're in a different state of mind, like that's not good. Yeah, know? yeah. But then the mescal like, it has its its side effect just right there because you start vomiting right after. Yeah, you exactly. Feel like but it's shit. like, but it's it's still it's still the same thing. It's like, well, that those couple hours of pleasure is it worth it? Yeah, because it outweighs maybe the next day of hell. Yeah, which I mean, that's our society in a nutshell. Yeah, it's like we can have like I said, it's like I don't want to. I mean, I'm just gonna bring religion into it. Like, yeah, the devil's just like tempts you and he's just like hey like i'll make you happy for like i'll make you happy right now but then in the long run like you're gonna be a piece of shit because of it <laughs> and you're gonna probably feel bad about it yeah i mean it depends on of course what your perspective is yeah because you know if you're if you're catholic obviously you can be like or religious in general yeah i guess right it just depends on the religion but i don't want to be catholic bias here yeah yeah kind of but i mean it still makes sense <clears throat> but yeah Let's see what, what else what else we got here oh i, I want to talk about this for a quick second uh like a cool like little uh thing i noticed with the soma and the mescal yeah so like soma is like really scientific and engineered and yeah allowed. it's made to be you know yeah like effects. the perfect drug yeah and then mescal is like really primitive and whatever okay. but like in the real world uh there's an actual drug called soma which is like really uh primitive because they take like these these mushrooms mm-hmm. they ferment it in like wine 
And like, that's how they get the hallucinogen. I think I've heard about it. Yeah. And so, and then, but then in, uh, you also have mescaline, which is like mescal. Like it's, the name's right there. Yeah. Which is mescaline is like engineered in a lab and it's a hallucinogen. It's like the complete opposite. Yeah. And Huxley actually experimented with mescaline a lot. Like he wrote a book about his experience using mescaline. Oh yeah. Which I thought that was kind of cool. Cause what, it's do, just you know, like, do you know much about it? Like what is this findings or anything? Uh, no, nah, it's on my reading list. Like I, I want to read it. All right. As like a nonfiction book, you know, cause is that one of those books that is like, it's his book and the cover of it's like just a sun with like really, I think. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. That's in the back of my book. Yeah. Like the PS edition notes. Or... But yeah. So yeah, it's just kind of ironic how in the book, like there's a lot of irony in this book, but yeah. I thought that one was pretty pretty neat <laughs> i don't know so, i feel like i don't know you could probably talk about this all, all day just the fact like the repercussions on our society with using soma and yeah and then the savages society of mesco obviously Soma's better yeah it's like weed <laughs> you know literally like like our society it's it's the debate between alcohol and weed and it's like well alcohol makes you feel like shit and every stoner knows that yeah so none of them drink unless you're trying to get twisted but like <laughs> you know it's literally just like okay alcohol sure you may it's a different feeling but then you s- smoke weed and it's like you know yeah it's it's obviously it's better like <laughs> i mean you can tell like we can get into soma later on because it comes up more as the story progresses yeah yeah but... definitely so, should we move on from the... Yeah, I guess we, 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 you want to talk about, like... I never really understood the theme of consumerism, necessarily. I guess... Because it didn't really... It did, Well, they don't... Like, it never, like, blatantly. talks about them buying stuff at all. Yeah, it never really blatantly says it. Yeah. But you can definitely tell. Because look at their... Like I said earlier, with their god, Ford, the Model yeah. T. It's just, like... It's more, like, the consumerism part of just, like... Status symbols, you know? Like... If you drive you're a Mercedes, entire. you know, like, you're hot shit. But if you drive a Chevy, like, you're broke, you know? Yeah. Honda Civic. <laughs> it's more like that. Uh, I'm going to take a quick little break. But, like, we'll be back, you know? Okay, we're back. We're back. Got Slight intermission. Not really an intermission for you, but, you know. Whatever. All right. So... What are we talking about? I don't remember. Should wrote it down. All right, we're gonna take another animation. I'm gonna re-listen to this so I can figure it out. <laughs> All right, we couldn't find it because we can't. Fast word, whatever. Yeah, new app. You know, new system here. Not working very well. It's okay though. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> okay, so uh, freaking. I don't we already know got past Linda. Linda. We were talking about Linda, Lenina, John. We could talk. Oh, uh, Pepe. Pope. Pope. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, Linda's lover, like her main lover at this point, like where the book takes place. Yeah. Well, well yeah, he's the guy that always comes over and he's like... Brings the, weird, the mescal. The weird boyfriend. Yeah. And then John's just... Shout out to him. all my freaking divorced, divorced brethren out there. Yeah, y'all know. We out here's... <laughs> We out here struggling yeah. in the streets. <laughs> Anyways, really. it's great. <laughs> you get two Christmases. Hell yeah, dude! Two washing machines. Two vacations. Hell yeah. What? <laughs> two washing machines. <laughs> 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 
It's like you have a family, but it's separated and it's chill. <laughs> like you can talk crap on each other. And yeah. Like, like think think about reunions now. I don't have any, but think about yeah, reunions. Same. Like you know, used to be you had to be careful who you talk shit about. Now it's just it's I don't free know, reign, baby. It's free reign. You can just literally just like yeah, I I, I really don't like those guys. <laughs> just like wail on them. God, I'm a horrible person. I don't hey. actually do that. <laughs> Disclaimer. Sure. Well, sometimes it depends on the day, but yeah, you know, we usually, don't have our faults. Usually, I'm pretty chill. I'm not one of those guys. That's just like, I don't know how to talk shit all the time. You complete chod. Oh, fuck. Is that hot? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> all right. Um. Okay. So Pope, so John is Linda's, uh, son, and like Pope always comes over, and John does not like Pope at all. Yes. Yeah. He's taking his mother away from him. And uh Yeah, that's the whole dynamic with that. But like then Pope one second. <laughs> oh, we gotta walk across the studio. The trash can is not next to us. We need to add a trash can. Anyway. <laughs> um <clears throat> So we got Pope. And then he finally does the most interesting thing ever. Whenever he did this, I I was actually really surprised. Yes. Yeah. He said he found um he brought he noticed he knew that Dude, buckets. <laughs> he knew. He knew that. Um, dude, we don't need to move the trash can. Dude, yeah. Anyway, that was a smart idea. Watch out! You're gonna get your nose wet, dude. It already is wet. It's fine. Oh uh, my god. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, <coughs> well, uh, it's gonna be a very interesting smelling table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Shit, yeah, Pope. Things. Pope finds he's he's like. Is he even a scavenger? I don't know. It doesn't really matter, I guess. But he found he finds a. Um, he knows that John likes to read and stuff, but all that. Yeah, because he read. He used to read like Linda's yeah, old, Linda. old research books. Yeah, research like books, which is basically just really their really instruction manuals. Basically. Boring. Yeah, fiction. Like a nonfiction. It's trash. Yeah. And the the Pope walks in one day with a freaking collection of Shakespeare's works, and I'm just like, dude, what? <laughs> this guy's freaking nutty, and. uh... Yeah, so then Pope just indulges in different Shakespeare works like King Lear, uh, Hamlet, Macbeth. Othello. Othello, yeah. Othello's the one that they quote the most. Yeah. I just remember that one quote from Hamlet. Yeah. But that's just because we, we went over it in class. I thought I should have went on a rant about it, but I wasn't on a one-to-one, and I was like, I don't yeah. drag everyone else through that. But anyway, yeah, so like, I think that's interesting. And he really... Whenever he, especially when he reads something like, like Hamlet or, I don't really know much about Othello if I'm being honest. Yeah. I don't know. Othello's, yeah, I don't know either. I think it's about a. It's about King. Yeah. King Othello. Yeah. Wow, I feel really stupid. Whatever. Shakespeare, it's good, but you know, there's more. It's good, but I feel like we take it, especially in the classroom, we take it to places that are. It's overanalyzed in my opinion. Yeah, we overanalyze it in a. In kind of a situation where... Like, it'd be better... Like, Shakespeare writes about life, and he connects it to life so well, you know? Like, a lot of our sayings and stuff like that come from Shakespeare, you know? Yeah. But in the classroom, it's just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, why is freaking... I feel like we're not going through it. I feel like if we took it... Like, we're doing with this this book, or our talks or whatever. It's kind of like, we take it, and we, um, we connect it to our world. Yeah. Which is so much better, especially for kids our age. It's like, you're not going to make a kid read a book like, say, 
I don't know, whatever we've read, like the Beatle, and just talk about freaking reverse colonization. And yeah, like, how does, that doesn't Britain pertain to me at like all, the dude. Freaking early 1800s, late 1700s. Like, all I was thinking about the whole time was Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. But, and then I tried to, yeah, never mind. We're going way, <laughs> we're going on a major tangent here. But yeah, well, well. Shakespeare. You know, Shakespeare, which is, it's good. Yeah, it's just like, it's really hard to like, get into though because oh, it just makes you think about Plus, school and you're just like well not only that it's like what what I had a problem with because I read you know I read Hamlet last summer and I read Macbeth and I think that's as far as I got the problem I had with it was, was comprehension and the fact that instead of written like a traditional book it's literally yeah. just it's a play well yeah so that's because of that I you yeah you miss so much because yeah it's, instead it's, of having like a it's, outside like third party yeah like, narrating it it's, it's just like all well, dialogue yeah it's just dialogue and, and monologues of, and stuff. i guess you do have kind of a first person point of view but it's via characters that are still like you don't really see what they're thinking about you don't yeah. see anything they're really doing you don't see their opinions on certain situations you have to really like dig deep and figure out what they think about a situation yeah which i feel like yeah that 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 kind of misses it, but I have a feeling this summer I'm gonna get back in it, get on that grind, and see if I can figure it out. Yeah, I copped a copy of Othello with the Sparknote. Oh, you did? Like translation, so I can actually understand it. That'd be pretty lit. Yeah. And then also, so we'll like, see that where that goes. Yeah. Oh, King Lear. Did we say that? Yeah, we, I think yeah, said you that. said that. I don't know anything about that either. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Great being Shakespeare stupid. locks a lot of kings, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look at the time he's alive, and like, I mean, whatever. Like it was literally a monarchy. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Pope brings my boy John his Shakespeare, and yeah. he just runs with it. Yeah, he freaking goes nutty on that stuff. Yeah, so he like, it's like anytime something happens, he's just like, hey, Shakespeare said, talked about this, you know? Yeah, and he's just like, and he quotes it. He like, like word for word. Freaking cite, cites it. It's yeah. Like, <clears throat> but, um, so after that happens, he's like, he's kind of like more chill with Pope. Yeah. <laughs> but uh he still hates him yeah and then, like just reading reeling reading shakespeare makes him hate him even more because he realizes what he embodies yeah because he's like kind of the evil part of society like uh and where one of the most comes from yeah one of the most interesting uh parts of this whole dynamic was uh john was talking to bernard and like giving him his life story yeah and he talks to him and he's like uh start telling him about his past and one day Pope comes over and him and Linda are like getting their freak on, you know, in the other room. Yeah. And uh, John's trying to read Shakespeare and he gets to a part of Shakespeare that talks about like uh, a mother like abandoning her son for another man or something like that. And it just, he gets him pissed off. Like that sounds like Hamlet. Yeah. He's like pissed off. So he grabs a knife and he walks in there and he tries to kill Pope. But he just like ends up cutting his arm, which was like, and then Pope is just like laughing about it, which was kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, he just like throws him to the ground and is like, yeah, you did literally did nothing. Yeah. You're just a weakling. You're a white man <laughs> on this reservation. Like, what are you doing? So, but anyway, let's see yeah. what else. And then like, yeah, and then it's funny though, the, like between Linda and, and John, how they're, like John hates her. Like despises her because of what she's done, but in the end, he still loves her. Yeah, it's kind of it's a pretty good uh, lesson there. Like, yeah, n no matter like what your mom or dad does, you know, like you should always like 
loved him in the end, you know, because, like... That's kind of really, that's deep to me. Yeah. I just realized I could make a connection there when we go into that, though. So could I. It's pretty lit, though. Yeah, honestly, now that you think about that, that was a good, that was a good thing to open up. But, like, that's what, like, just, like, in the Ten Commandments, you know, like, it says, honor your mother and father. Yeah. And, like, it in the Catholic Church's interpretation of that, it means, like, at all times, like, no matter what, you know? Yeah. You should always honor them. Which I think is, like, it's a good, it's a good thing, you know? Like, you might be, like, oh, you know, they're doing, like, bad shit, you know? Like, why should I respect them, you know? But they still are your parents, you know? Yeah. So you have to... You can't... The reason why you have the opinions you have right now is because of them. Yeah, exactly. So, John comes to that realization later on. And yeah, later it's on. it's pretty... Yeah. It's pretty depressing and sad, though. Well, I guess we missed this whole thing, too. Like, with the... We missed the whole thing with Linda, and I guess we could... Yeah, that's basically the end of that. Kind of. Yeah. Um, the reservation. I just want to say one more thing about the reservation. Uh, John is really jealous of the people that get to do the whole crucifixion, like, uh, ceremony or whatever, because he thinks he's more uh, qualified for it. He, think he, he thinks he can take a bigger beating, you know, a better beating, yeah. suffer more. And so that comes into play later on. But, yeah. So, uh, Bernard is ready to leave the reservation, and... Uh, him and Linda leave and they go. Linda, well, Linda, yeah. Didn't they, one of them? Didn't they? I forgot. I think one of them went on a major Selma trip. Was it? Lenina? Yeah, it was Linda. It was Linda because uh, she really fucking hated it there. Yeah, she was like, "This place sucks." Like, like Bernard. Bernard was actually really intrigued about this situation yeah. they ran across, and then, well, I think one reason is because of Linda's connection to the that one his the director of the hatchery. Yeah. yeah, director of the hatchery, and then. Uh, yeah, so Lenina was found. She was on a Soma holiday. She was skirted out of there. She was she was out of it. She was out of it for sure. Well, then... um. Oh, another thing. Uh, John starts to be interested in Lenina as, like, a love interest. Yeah. He finds her, like, really beautiful. And, like, that comes to play later. But... Yeah, exactly. And I don't think Bernard's interested in her really at all. Yeah. He's not really interested in anyone. He's kind of your typical... Really... Outcast. Just... Well, like intelligent person who yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean you don't have to go with that but yeah you know those people yeah (laughs) they're just kind of like i mean yeah i got that you know but why that's stupid (laughs) but yeah then you got yeah then they decide to um take linda and john john back 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 to the city area whatever that is because like john's interested in the Brave New World, as he puts it. Yeah. Which is like... He's like, I want to see this. Roll credits, you know. Mentioning the title in the work. But yeah, so... uh, Bernard convinces him to come back with him to London. And they go back. And John is like going to report back to uh, the director. And he's like, hey dude, guess what? I found your uh, old lover and your son. And he's like, what? I have a son? He starts laughing about it. Yeah. And then Linda walks in... And Linda's ugly AF, you know, she's fat. And yeah, she gets age. I, well, that's one thing we did. Yeah, miss, yeah, yeah. It's like their society does not age. They just they have basically high tech medicine. Yeah. They literally don't age, don't get a wrinkle or anything. And then they slowly, then they uh, eventually just die. Kinda. Yeah. Like they go, they, act, they go to a, a hospital. Yeah. And they just, or basically they're so broken, they can't fix them. And then they just pump them with soma. Yeah. And they die. But yeah. So, uh. 
Then Linda walks in, and it's really embarrassing for the director because she starts hugging him and stuff, and she smells. Yeah, and there's all there's all of his people around him. Yeah, and they start laughing at they him. They start like everyone thought it was just a big joke. Yeah, I thought it was a big old prank. Like, yeah, you got punked, bro. And then he brought Fat Yon. Oh, whew. okay. Then he brought John in. And, and then it hits the director. He's like, yeah. "Oh shit!" He's like, "No way!" And then John's like, "He says father." And everyone freaking is like, what? They just freaking die. Right it's like there. a cuss word, kind of. Yeah. Like, everyone is just so thrown off by that. Because nobody ever uses that word. It's like, um... I wouldn't say it's like the N-word, because people use that all the fucking time. <laughs> it's just banned by society. Yeah. Literally banned. Father and mother isn't a thing. Yeah. But... Because it literally doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So then, that all happens, and the director is like, literally laughed out of the hatchery. Yeah. And, um, what happens after that? I think Bernard just takes, uh, John back to his place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they start just hanging then they, out there. Then they become, like, freaking famous as all hell. Yeah, and Bernard starts to get some clout, and he's like, yeah, I like this attention. Like, before he was like, I don't want to talk to anybody, you know, like, mm. let me be by myself. And then we can start introducing his friend, uh, Hemmolds. Hemmolds. Yeah. Hemmolds Watson is another name. Yeah, and Hemmolds and John hit it off. Yeah. Bernard says to get kind of jealous about that. Well, it's not necessarily jealousy. What it is is like, well, the way I, it's like, um, it's like, like one day they're, one day they're, they're sitting in, uh, Waff, what's his name? Bernard's apartment. And he invites, he invites Hemmolds over to listen to him. And Bernard's listening to him. They're talking about Shakespeare. Like, um, what's his face? It's not really a debate. It's kind of like an analyzing of what he's talking about. Yeah. Like what what John's talking about. So John starts talking about Shakespeare and how it's all a tragedy and everything at the end. And to their society, that's like not even a thing. Everything's a happy ending. Yeah. We also need, uh, the, what is that one? They watch like a. Oh, a feely. Yeah. 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 A feely. Those. That's, we need to, we missed that completely. Yeah. Okay. It's like a, it's like a 4D. Like. Porn, basically. Pretty much. Like. The hero, there's like a hero, even though there's not even really an antagonist. And the antagonist is a gorilla, isn't it, or some shit like that? I don't remember. I think it's kind of like King Kong, but uh, yeah. So, isn't it a black dude too? Maybe. I don't like know. More of like a savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, it's a like it's porn that you can like feel in 4D. Yeah. And like. They're on a helicopter or whatever. He saves a girl and then just, like, has sex with her, you know? Yeah, that's basically the plot of it. There's no thinking. There's nothing. It's just feeling. And, yeah, when Nina takes uh, John to that, and John is appalled by it. He's like, what the fuck is this? This shit's this is terrible, you know? Yeah. And Lenina's like, like, what? Like, why don't you like this? And it really throws her off, but she don't care. She wants that dick. <laughs> Yeah, no, but yeah, that's like their, what they would characterize as Shakespeare. Yeah, that's their uh, media and like high art, basically. Marvel Universe type thing. So, yeah. And basically everyone's just like, it's like Netflix, but with sex. Yeah. When are they going to come out with that? Probably soon. Who knows? They probably already have it out. Yeah, they have Sex Education, a show on there. Pretty lit, dude. Not really. Um, 
can't remember the chronological order of everything that happens. I don't really. I kind of do. I don't. Okay, so basically, after they do the apartment scene where where Hemholtz Watson is just completely baffled and actually really intrigued by um, the Shakespeare that Bernard or John is spewing. And Bernard yeah. is kind of like, what is this? He's so freaked out. He's like, we're going to get in trouble, guys. He's, yeah. Like, I, I I can think of... John's reading uh, Romeo and Juliet. And he gets to the part where they kill themselves. Yeah. Out of love or whatever. And Hemmels is like... He's like... Starts laughing. He thinks it's a joke, you know? Yeah. And then Bernard's like, oh shit, like, this is, this is bad, you know? Yeah, like, dude, we're... Like, this is... This is so far, it's so against their society, and Bernard is like completely aware of it. He's just so, so thrown off, yeah. And then after that, I the only thing there it's just a bunch of different things where they go to parties and stuff. And John is so weird. I think they introduced him to Orgy Porgy, yeah. When does that happen? It's between that and his mom's death, yeah. I don't know. He he gets introduced to their whole like culture and stuff like that. Yeah, basically, and everyone's like like them because they're famous. They all want to meet John. Yeah, and eventually John is tired of it. He's like, this this is so dumb. So he just. I guess we uh, talk about Lena, Lena and him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like Lenina and him, whenever their their arc kind of ends, whenever. John actually wants to talk to her and get to know her as a person and actually start a monogamous relationship with her. Right, yeah. So he invites her over to his apartment because he has his own at that point. Yeah. And uh, so John's getting ready to actually like talk to her and stuff and tell her how he feels. So she comes in and they're talking or whatever. And basically what happens is is like John's talking about how they need to start a relationship and maybe... Do all this weird. He's just like professing his love for her. Yeah, basically, and Lenina is so thrown off by this. She's like, "Why? What are you doing?" And then, finally, gets to the point to where Lenina just doesn't know what else to do, so she just takes off her like tracksuit thing. Yeah, she starts taking off her clothes. He's like to tempt him. Yeah, he's like, "What are you doing, you she devil? Get away from me!" Starts calling her a whore. Yeah, he called her a whore and like beat her, and then she like yeah, he slaps her. Yeah, and and she ran into the bathroom and was sitting in there. And he was just free and livid. He was so pissed off. He didn't off know her. what to do with himself. Yeah. Because he was like, this is so dumb. You're literally like, there's, oh, I don't even know. How he was like, how dare you tempt me? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, like I was just professing my love for you or whatever. And you just do that. Yeah. Anyway, well then, finally it gets to the point to where uh, Lenina finally, or uh, Bernard. Oh, yeah, this is what happens. Uh, the doorbell rings. And uh, John goes to the door and answers it. And this is all from the perspective of Lenina, kind of, because she wants to get out of the bathroom and get the hell yeah. out of there. And um, um, it's John. And he said that his mother's in the hospital or whatever. And she's sick. Or not someone. No, no, no. It's uh, someone else. It's, it's, it's Bernard, I think. Or it's it's either Bernard or Hemholtz. One of them. They open the door or whatever. Come in. And Lenina's like, okay, I can book it now. So yeah. she she runs out without even getting her clothes on. So she's just sprinting out there naked. Yeah. And then uh, John is just like venting to I think it I think it is Hemholtz. He's just venting to Hemholtz about this. And then the phone rings. Yeah. And he picks it up and it's like, it's like uh, your mother's dying. So like, yeah. They're just letting him know because like normally people don't go and see their relatives or well they don't have any relatives. they don't have any relatives yeah they don't see the people that they. Uh, have connections with it when they die because they don't care. Like it's just 
they're taught that death is good, you know? Yeah, they're taught that, like, being afraid of death is stupid because yeah. it's so far away, basically. Which so, is... yeah, John just completely forgets about the, what all just happened. He just... Oh, crap, this has caffeine, doesn't it? A little bit. Well, there goes Lent. I already busted it up anyway. Okay, continue. Anyways, so... Um, I'm gonna sleep. John uh, looks it out of there. He's like, torn up about it. And he goes and sees his mom. And when he gets there, he starts to see, like, uh, a whole, like, uh, detachment of gammas or something are running the hospital. He's, like, appalled by how they all look the same. He's like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? This shit is whack. So then uh, he goes to his uh, mom's room or whatever. He sees her and she's, Not like... Not really her room. She's putting this, like... Just a bed, her bedside. Yeah, yeah her bedside because they're all in a big room. Mm -hmm. Like, a bunch of different patients that yeah. are dying. So when he gets there, she's like, Pope, you came to see me. And he's like, bitch. What? Yeah, he's just like, What? I'm not Pope, hey, I'm your son, John. Yeah. And she's just, oh, dude. I can't imagine how mad that, I would yeah. be. Oh, jeez. And then, no, and then also, um, uh, another uh, person who's, uh, what, what would they be called? Like a beta? Or like a like a beta or something is taking these kids around their, like, kindergarten age. Yeah, and to they're condition them for death. Yeah, death conditioning. So they're not afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And they see uh, John, like... Being all distraught with his mom, they're like, like, huh, weird. Yeah, like, they're just like, that's so weird and everything. They're laughing at him yeah. and pointing. And then he starts yelling at him to move away and just like throws throws one of them down. And then they get back up and they run away. Yeah. And then that the, the teacher or whatever is losing it because she's like, you're ruining their conditioning. Yeah. They're going to get afraid of death or whatever. They're going to yeah, be set back like three months. Yeah. And uh, so then... Uh, <clears throat> John starts to shake his mom because, like, he realizes she's tripping out on Soma. And he's like, it's me, like, snap out of it. He yeah. starts just, like, violently shaking her. And she snaps out of it. She realizes it's him and whatever. And I can't remember what she says. Shit, I should have bookmarked this. Anyways, she says something really, like, really sentimental, I guess. Yeah, I don't And it gets, it, it, it hits John in the feels and he's like, and then she just dies because he was shaking her and stuff. And then she just like, once she realized it was him, like yeah. her brain just like, and she just dies. And so then once he realized that he basically like killed her, yeah. like that's what he thinks. He like loses he it. He just fucking loses it. And then all the kids come back over because he's like just breaking down and crying and stuff. And they're like, you, they're like, yo teacher, like what's, what's this about? Like, I don't remember this in the conditioning or whatever. And then he's like, Get away from me, you demons, you know? Like Yeah. And he starts he starts a freaking riot because when he's leaving the hospital There's guys getting their there's gammas getting their soma ration. Yeah. And since he thinks like the combination of himself and the soma killed his mom. The maximum recording time for segment is sixty minutes. <clears throat> Alright, we're gonna take a break and like well we're gonna cut the audio yeah. in like a few minutes. So just we can just warning. do it now, can we? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> so John sees them getting their soma ration, and since he thinks that the combination of himself and the soma killed his mom, 
He's like pissed off about this. Yeah, he's mad about the Soma in general because everyone's just blind to everything yeah. and he hates that. So he basically just takes all the Soma and is just like throwing it, throwing it out the window basically. And then just throws the whole... Yeah, and at first all the Gammas are like just kind of confused by it and they're like, what? Yeah. And once they realize that... He's saying that it's poison. Yeah. He's like, once they realize that that's our Soma, like they get fucking pissed, dude. They start like crowding around uh, John... And Bernard and Himmeltz are there by this time. Yeah. they're Because they were waiting in the lobby the whole time. Yeah. They see this going on. They're like, oh, well, they're both like, oh, shit. Like, this guy's going to get the shit kicked out. And, like, he's probably going to die. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get in a major fight. And so, so yeah. Yeah, like. Bernard's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Like. No, Bernard just hides, basically. Yeah. While Hemholtz and. Himmeltz uh, is like, hell fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, Hemholtz and John are just, like, kicking the after. They're fucking, they got like, it's like 50 versus two and they're fucking fighting their hearts out, bro. Yeah, literally. And then the police quotations around that, like. And the police comes in and then they throw in, they shoot a bunch of gas in there and everything. And then I remember uh, Bernard runs at him. He's like, no, I'm on your side. Like I'm not with them or whatever. And then they just, they knock him out. There was also this, uh, it gets in the propaganda thing. Like there was this like. Loudspeaker. Yeah, and they were playing some. It was playing a voice that's just like, "Why are you fighting? Like we should be happy at all times," and it brings people to tears. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. So, yeah, that whole brawl happens, and all three of them get arrested and taken to the Mustafa's mom, the main yeah. big director guy. He's like the big director of that. Like he's called like uh, the Ford ship or whatever. Yeah, I'd call him like. Like a representative in the UN or something. Yeah. That's I don't I don't know how else to explain it besides a governor, but he's bigger than a governor. He's basically like the president of London, I guess. Prime minister. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But so then uh <clears throat> John and like all three of them start talking to the director and Bernard's freaking trying to get out of it and he's like, I'm not a part of this, like I'm a good I'm a good uh I'm a good person or whatever, like, I didn't do anything wrong, and he's, everyone's just, like, so annoyed by him. They're like, shut the fuck up, Bernard. Yeah, like, you're really just ruining the whole vibe here, and then finally, uh... Because Himmeltz and John are interested by the whole thing. Yeah, like, Mustafa's mom is bringing up how they're gonna be sent to an island and everything, and he's just like, yeah, you guys are gonna be happy there, like, there's other people just like you who are questioning their authority or whatever, that's where we send them, and you'll just live out your life with them. And then Bernard is just so mad because he's gonna have to actually... Like, go. It's gonna change his whole way of life, and he's like, because he just got everything he ever wanted with uh, John. Like he got all the popularity he wanted, and he just got it taken away. But basically, yeah. But um, Hemholtz, like his job in uh, this community and the society is like he's the basically the radio host, and so he makes the jingles and stuff like that. So he's like an artist, you could say. Yeah. And so when he gets told he's going to be sent to a remote island, like community place, uh, he's like, okay, you could go to like the Bahamas or whatever, like where it's really nice. Or you could go sit, be sent to this place, which is like the weather's terrible. It's like ice. What yeah. was it, Antarctica? I think it's, no, it was Iceland. Iceland, yeah. literally. Yeah. And so he was like, he hears that. It's like the conditions there are terrible. And he's like, yeah, send me there. The best art comes from suffering. <laughs> yeah. And 
that was pretty, uh, I think that's very true. So, um, then, uh, John, John is like, just, uh, he just let go. Yeah. And, uh, because he's, a uh, from the Savage Reservation, so they can't really do anything with him. I guess we should talk about that whole scenario though, like a little bit more deep. In depth. Yeah. Like basically just, they're all talking together in one area and then, you know, Bernard loses it. So then... So they have to drag him out because yeah. he's going They finally get annoyed. So Mustafa's mom takes him and tells him that he's going to get put in a room. So they put him in a room. And then it's just Hemholtz and, uh, and, John. and John. And they're sitting in there. And they're they're talking to him about how like he's going to get set to Iceland. And and once Hemholtz makes the decision, they take him off. Yeah, no. Hemholtz decides. He's like, well, I guess I'm going to go see if you know Bernard's okay. Yeah. And then it's just it's just John and Mustafa's mom. So... John is sitting there. This is when they start quoting the Cardinal. Not Cardinal. Yeah, it was. It was Cardinal something. Yeah. They, they, uh, I don't remember what they said, but he, um, they basically get, it's, it's, it's such a crazy debate. I, oh, I should have took more notes over this because. Oh, it was just a debate about like. It was a debate about. It's like, it was literally. It's like, like slavery versus happiness. Yeah. And it's also kind of, it's, it's. The Slavery most versus true happiness. thought out debate between uh, John and Mustafa Smond, who are both like just because John was on the reservation does not mean he's a, he's a dumb individual. Like yeah, he was he knew what he was doing, and uh, like obviously look at the people who basically created him. Like he had it in his genes. Yeah. Well, so they get in a major debate about what is better, like tragedy or, um, like actually being happy and stuff, and then uh. Like, I remember they're talking, and uh, John keeps arguing that their society is, is so dumb. Like, you're literally just restricting people beyond... Like, yeah, he was like, he was like, all this great art exists, like, why are you hindering this, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, art is dangerous, you know? Like, you can't And have... art comes from tragedy, and there's no tragedy. Yeah, so you so can't have art. Yeah, because he keeps, he keeps, like, talking about uh, Shakespeare, and then Mustafa's mom is like, yeah, but we have that doesn't exist in our society so like he's basically just arguing with them that he has made they have made the perfect society and like eventually yeah and john's like it's not perfect without art so Mm -hmm. yeah and once uh john starts quoting shakespeare uh mustafa swan's like yeah i've read that like i know what you're talking about and john's like surprised by this he's like oh really like yeah and then uh and then uh, Mustafa's mom brings out like he he brings out all these like what what are they known as the de- the band texts like I remember first they were sitting in there before where they were waiting on Mustafa's mom but they were sitting in his office and uh, John was looking through the books that were right there and it was all books on directions of how to like make something or something yeah. and he's like God this is so stupid I'm just gonna have another dumb encounter with someone and then he gets dumbfounded because Mustafa's mom later on like after their conversation or whatever he goes to the safe and pulls out the bible and like all these banned books that are right there and he's just like this is this is literally what we banned to protect society yeah, a whole vault of like the bible literally all like i don't even know like philosophical books everything like that everything that provokes thought basically nothing that's like it's no it's all everything they write is is direction oriented but yet you know, and then are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm trying to find a. 
It's toward the end. Yeah. Um, I don't remember, but I remember when I read that, that was nuts. I thought it was. Because he kept coming up with the counter-arguments. He's like, yeah, but this. <clears throat> um, all right, here we go. No, Bernard is still in this. Uh, oh, he starts talking about... Uh, so they get done with their debate on art and science and everything. And uh, John's like, well, is there anything else or whatever? And the controller's like, well, there's religion. There used to be this thing called God. And... Uh, Oh, and then he gives him the Bible and stuff, and, um, yeah, whatever, I'm not going to find this, bro. <laughs> oh, um, he starts to talk about how, um, they just replaced God with forward and everything yeah yeah oh yeah and it doesn't matter like what god is there's always going to be a god yeah yeah so they place they replace god with ford and the idea of how basically just swap ideologies like yeah i guess it's the same way our society did you know where god is dead lol <laughs> and and we killed him yeet anyway well um yeah like I should have taken more like annotations over this part because this part's really deep. Yeah, I know it is. It really is. I feel like we're missing out on a lot. We may have to do like a freaking resurrection part two edition or something. Yeah. Because this part in itself is just like just going over the dialogue and the argument and everything is like nuts in my opinion. Yeah, I got like goosebumps when I read this. Mm -hmm. Too bad I can't remember it. But... Uh... That just tells you, like, if you find a book boring, just wait till the end. Dostoevsky, 101. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just going to read this part because this just summarizes it. Like, John is basically arguing that every person should have a right to be unhappy, you know? Yeah. So this is, like, his final argument, like, his uh, rebuttal to their whole dialogue. He's like... Uh, not to mention the right to grow old and ugly and impotent, the right to have syphilis and cancer, the right to have too little to eat, the right to be lousy, the right to live in constant apprehension of what may happen tomorrow, the right to catch typhoid, the right to be tortured by unspeakable pains of every kind. And then the savage is like, I claim them all. Like, I take all of this upon myself. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the Christ, like, just takes all of our sins and suffers with them, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then Mustafa Saman is just like, you're welcome. And that's the end of that chapter. So then uh, uh, Bernard and Hemholtz walk back in and they see John. He's freaking, he's sick to his stomach. He's pale, you know? He's, yeah. Looks awful because he's just taken all of this awful stuff about the world upon himself. And all this, like, in, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Because so, Sith Lord. <laughs> so just, he's, yeah. 
so they notice this, and Himholtz is like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Uh, the savage says something that's pretty lit. Let me find it real quick. Um... Oh, uh, Hemmels is like, uh, you look ill. Like, did you eat something that didn't agree with you? And the savage nodded and he says, I ate civilization. Yeah. That is crazy. It's pretty deep. And then he says, it poisoned me. I was defiled. And then lower tone, I ate my own wickedness. So, yeah. It's a lot of correlation to... Stoicism and like Christianity. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, Stoicism and like the Catholic Church kind of go hand in hand. Really, they do. That's that's where I think that's where I got that from. Really, yeah. it's like they're basically, you know, the same thing. Except uh, one is focused on a higher being. Yeah, right? you know. Well, yeah, that's all you say is you just change the metaphysics. Mm -hmm. You know, Stoicism. Yeah, I say so. Which even at that, like all, like look at all, like. High-end philosophy besides... Yeah, all ideologies, really. Besides nihilism. Like, nihilism if you're a nihilist, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Jeez, dude, calm down. <laughs> no, it's just a matter of perspective. Like, nihilism is an easy route to take, but there isn't really any... Like, because of the fact that nothing matters, you know, you're just kind of... Ah, in limbo. Like, yeah. literally, then you just... That's literally, like, the, the movie we were talking about prior to this uh train spotting yeah yeah which is just it's it's talks about that and it also talks it, it connects it to fight club too tight with nihilism because it's basically yeah. masculinity yeah anyways so we start a movie podcast kind of deal i mean we could like let's just let's do that for our next podcast all right let's do a movie that'd be a lot easier yeah really just because of all the homework and stuff <laughs> But then, uh, so yeah, so they let, uh, they send Hemholtz to Iceland, send Bernard to some island, you know, uh, and then they let John go and off on his own, uh, piece because like he did all that and it kind of impressed the, uh, Musafis bond. And so mm -hmm. he's just like, you know, I'll let you just go be on your own, you know, yeah, that's what John wants. Yeah. Well, no, he kind of just, he gives him the decision of what he wants to do. And John's like, I just want to go do my own thing. Yeah, and so John is wandering around for a while, uh, and he finds a lighthouse, and he just claims it. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to live here by myself, you know, and I'm going to practice self-denial, and I'm going to purify myself from all this wickedness I just consumed, you know? Yeah. So he starts, like, uh, anytime he does something that he doesn't like about himself, you know? He punishes himself. Yeah, he'll start like whipping whip. himself, yeah. and then he'll drink warm mustard, or water, like, warm water mixed with mustard, that causes nausea and like vomiting, yeah, like instantly. So he does that uh, anytime he, like, starts to have wicked thoughts. So yeah, yeah. Um, That's gnarly. I need to have yeah. that on standby. <laughs> Honestly, the mustard and water. Yeah, dude, I thought about that. Like whenever I, you know, do a little bit of PMO, you know what I mean. But uh, I looked it up, and it's like it's pretty bad for your health. So. <laughs> That's actually so funny. Actually, dude, I actually did consider that. <laughs> no, kind of weird. But... The fact that you're just like, yeah, that I looked it up, realized, yo, like, yeah, dude, it's it's pretty bad, you know, like. Gotta treat your body like a temple, so that doesn't. <laughs> that literally does. <laughs> <clears throat> that is the funniest thing. 
Uh, yeah. Anyways, this is a great. This I'm glad we started doing this. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it actually gives us a re- like, and plus all the conversations we have, like we could just play this 15 years down the road. And be like, yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. But yeah. So, anyways, so he's doing all that, and then uh, these people that just like live in the area, yeah, they're like. They're like contractors or something like that's their job. So they're like traveling. They see him just whipping himself outside of his lighthouse, and they're like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah, like what is that? Huh? So they like get out of their truck and they're just watching him. And John doesn't notice them at all. And then, uh, so they think it's really interesting. So they tell everybody in the surrounding town about this, and so it becomes a giant like spectacle. Yeah, like, Freaking seven helicopters come. Like one day he's just like chilling in his lighthouse, and he hears this. The loud thunderous roar, freaking nom or something. Yeah, that's literally the thing he was trying to escape, and it comes straight to his door, front of his door, and uh, so he's pissed off about this. He's like, he's like, get out of here, and uh, he starts beating himself for it because he, like he thinks it's his fault for not being uh, as careful with it. Yeah. And so then uh, this guy, a few lead director, like he's the most like popular, like call him Quentin Tarantino if you want, you know. He starts recording him for a feely, and he releases it, and it just blows up. Like, his publicity, John's publicity, just goes skyrockets. So then, later on, a huge group, like, uh, comes outside of his lighthouse, and they're like, hey, come out, do the whipping thing. Like, we want to see it. And he's like, you heathens, like, leave. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Shrek. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing in my swamp? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? What? (laughs) <laughs> what was the whole like I remember like Pinocchio and all those guys like, yeah he's, in he's, his house yeah the rats come in first <laughs> and they start stealing his oh dude that's messed up Shrek's a good movie <laughs> I don't care what anybody says um so yeah but which one is that though is that like the second one or the this first one that's the first one they're like yeah, that yeah when they invade his swamp cause he has to go to Lord Farquaad and he's like cause they move all the god damn it we're talking about Shrek now <laughs> <laughs> They bring all the fairy tale creatures and they relocate them to the swamp. Mm-hmm. And Shrek's like, "This is my house." So he goes to Lord Farquaad and he's like, "Get them out of here." And Lord Farquaad is like, "If you rescue the princess, then like I'll move them out. You'll you'll be Gucci." He's like, "All right, deal." So yeah, you all have seen Shrek. Like if you haven't seen Shrek, like you've been living under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, let's talk about Shrek now. No. Uh, <laughs> Good lord, how did we get on that? (laughs) Alright, so, uh, yeah, it's a huge spectacle, there's a bunch of helicopters over top watching him, and, uh, yeah, so he starts beating himself, uh, for it, I don't know, he just, like, thinks he did something wrong. Yeah. So, but then a helicopter, actually, no, he built a bow and arrow, and he starts shooting it at the helicopters. Yeah. To get them to, like, go away. So they start to fly a little bit higher above, and he's like, "All right, this we're making progress here." <laughs> yeah. So then, but then one helicopter gets brave and like literally comes down and lands right in front of him, and he's like, "Y'all got a death wish? Like, what's up?" <laughs> <laughs> and Lenina walks out, and he's like, "Oh fuck, like oh, shit." <laughs> literally <laughs> and, the bane of my And he's like, he's like, he's like, "You whore!" And he freaking runs at her with a whip and starts beating her, and then everyone's like. Hey, this is lit. This is what we came for. Like, nice. Yeah. And start yelling orgy porgy. And they start, all start beating each other like he was beating Lenina. And taking Lenina. Soma. 
Yeah. Well, no. <clears throat> I think the, the police came in and started shooting the, the Soma uh, gas. Yeah. I think that's what happened. It doesn't say, but... So then, Soma makes them all horny. stupid. Yeah, and so they start having, like, uh, an orgy, basically. Yeah. And freaking John falls into the vice, and he starts... He probably, like, has sex with Lenina or whatever. So then he wakes up the next day in the White House, and he, like, realizes what all went down last night, and he's like... I can't live with this. Yeah. So he he offs himself. Yeah, he hangs himself with the staircase. <clears throat> yeah, I, the I really like the way that Huxley wrote this because he he's just like, uh, yeah, like someone walks in. Yeah, no, like they they hear they hear the helicopters come in, they land, and then you hear them all yelling about like yeah the savage or whatever, and then they walk in and then they just see this these feet. Yeah. And they swing from like, like it says it directions. just says yeah it just says uh. <clears throat> slowly, very slowly, like two unhurried compass needles, the feet turn toward the right, north, northeast, east, southeast, south, south, southwest, then paused, and after a few seconds turned as unhurriedly back towards the left, south, southwest, south, southeast, east. It's a really good way to really like say like he hung himself without just saying he hung, he hung himself. himself. Yeah. That's great writing. Yeah, it really is. That's fire. <clears throat> so Yeah, so that's the end of it. And it's yeah. really now, this book is really deep. I, at first, like, before we did this podcast, I thought it was, like, just all right. You yeah, know? you didn't like it, yeah. Now, now you get it? Now I'm realizing, like, bro, this book is fire. This book is fire, dude. <laughs> that is literally, that almost beat out my Steppenwolf, dude. Yeah, I need to reset more. Dude, way. that book, oh my god. <laughs> like, I figured out later on Herman Hesse is a psychologist. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. And so, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Because that is I don't even know how to... I'm going to have to reread that because that book is so lit. Like, I don't know why it's my favorite. I don't know. Just the writing and everything. Like, it's literally the same way as he wrote that suicide, like the way his feet were moving. Yeah. Except it's the entire thing. And it's like, I remember whenever... Because, oh, I don't know. We're going to get into that. Let's let's save that for another podcast. But yeah. you need to read. That's, that's a need to read. Yeah. Like, I, did, I thought that was like a... That was a sleeper, too. You came across that on accident, didn't you? Yeah, I was like, I was on Thrift Books, by the way. If you're looking to buy any of these books that we talk about, Thrift Books is the move. Yeah, Thrift Books is the move. Unless you want to buy one of the freaking, I yeah. guess, Barnes and Noble type. Yeah, if you want to get like a collectible, yeah, go with Barnes and Noble. <laughs> collectible. But like, you can cop any of these books for like four bucks max. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's easy money. 